heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. This is Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Welcome to this episode of Healing the Whole Person on WSFI at 88.5 Catholic Radio. I'm Father Jim Curtin, speaking from uh, my parish in St. Dennis in Lockport, Illinois. In this episode, we're going to continue to focus on healing and discuss answers to some of the common questions about prayer and healing and so forth. The first question I want to respond to I received recently was, what is heaven like? I'm sure all of us wonder about that. I've certainly done over the years in my own life. What exactly is heaven like? So I want to share um, what I've learned over the last 10 years of my life and what people have taught me, what I've read, what Scripture says about heaven, and so forth. First of all, all of us receive the gift of salvation through the death of Jesus. By shedding his blood upon the cross, he earned for all of us who believe in him, who accept him as our Lord and Savior, we receive the gift of eternal life. I know many of us were taught that we have to earn heaven, in a sense, by doing a certain amount of good deeds, by uh, giving to the poor, by attending church. But the real truth is that grace and salvation is a gift from heaven, a gift from Jesus, a gift from the Father in heaven. So what is heaven like? Well, I want to tell you one story that I just heard recently. Pastor Ed Laughlin, who's a pastor in Lockport, Illinois, at the Vineyard Church, told me this story recently about four years ago. He's a, he loves to exercise. He took a bike ride from Lockport, Illinois, to Lamont. When he got to Lamont, he heard the Lord tell him, go back home. The distance between the two towns is about 10 miles. So he turned around and rode his bike back to home. When he got there, he felt a little funny. His wife was in the living room. He sat down and fell over on the floor, and he died. And what he told me was a little bit about, not so much about heaven, but what he experienced um, when he went to heaven. He said he thought in earth time he was probably in heaven about 15 hours. The first thing he noticed in heaven was the Lord Jesus standing next to him. He said it was an incredible, peaceful, joyful, happy experience of feeling the Lord next to him. He said the Lord said all sorts of wonderful things. The first thing he said to him was, well done, good and faithful servant. He thought it's strange because he's only been in the ministry a certain amount of years and he has so much work, more work to do. The Lord asked him if he wanted to return to earth. And he said to the Lord, I have two daughters that I want to see get married. I have a wife who needs me. I have two sons that are older and they'll be fine, but I do want to return. But he said, I knew I wouldn't want to return to earth earth if I looked at the face of Jesus. He said, I just knew it instinctively. So he was on my side, but I never looked directly into his eyes and his face. 
see, the next thing that happened was, it was sometime later, off to his left, he sensed the Holy Spirit. He looked at the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit was like a swirling kind of um, circle of love. And the Holy Spirit, he said, was had feminine characteristics. That's the only way he could describe it. And the Holy Spirit just loved me and embraced me, and I was just so caught up in the love of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's wonderful, magnanimous, incredible love for me. Then after who knows how many hours, he said um, he saw the Father, God the Father. And God the Father came running to him with a joyful look on his face. And he began literally dancing around me and so excited for me, his son, to be in heaven with him. He said, uh, Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit told him many things uh, that he did not tell me. And then um, he did return to the earth. He was laying on the floor. The paramedics were working on him in his home. Uh, they had the, um, it stimulated his heart. And he came to, he said he was singing, though, at the top of his lungs, a song, that he, a kind of a rock and roll song that back in the 70s. And he said, Everybody thought he had brain damage because of the heart attack or stroke he had. And he said, I was just so joyful that when I returned to earth, I was just singing at the top of my lungs. I was just full of joy. He said he recovered fully from uh, the heart attack. Uh, he is healthy today. But he told me something that stayed with me. He said, uh, Father Chem, he said, for nine months after I returned to the earth, Every day I wept. I was so grieving over the loss of being with Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the Father. I share that story with you today because um, for all of us to not worry and not be anxious, but to anticipate joyfully being in heaven. Now I want to tell you a little bit about what I've learned about what heaven is like. We all receive a new body when we get to have a spiritual body. And everyone looks like they're about 33 years old. That's great news because as we get older, our bodies age, and we don't look certainly as good as we did when we were young. We each receive a mansion in heaven, our own personal home, our own personal dwelling place. And I found out recently that the home that we receive, the mansion we receive from our Father in heaven, the construction, the design, the architectural drawings or architectural imprint is made up of all the good deeds that we perform on earth. In other words, whenever we do a good deed for someone, um, that's somehow incorporated into the design of our mansion in heaven. So every aspect of our home in heaven will reflect the good deeds that we've done on earth. So I thought, boy, that's a great motivational factor to do good for others, because that will be reflected in the home we receive in heaven. The question's been asked, do we eat in heaven or drink? And the answer to that is yes, we eat and drink in heaven. Um, there's wine in heaven, there's fruit trees, um, there's uh, food that we eat. The, the fruit that we eat off the trees tastes like the best food that we've ever eaten here on earth. Um, 
We don't eat in heaven or drink because we need, we're thirsty or we need nourishment. We eat for the joy of sharing eternal feasts with other people. Another question has been asked about heaven is, um, what, uh, how will I communicate with other people? Is there one language in heaven or is there many languages in heaven? All the languages of the earth will be in heaven. All the languages of the earth. But we'll be able to understand them instantly without having to learn that language or have a translator. We'll just instinctively know what the person is saying and we'll, they'll instinctively know what we're saying if they speak a different language. So there's total communication. In fact, in heaven, you don't even have to speak out loud. You can think something, and if a person, you're thinking something about a person trying to communicate, they'll know what you're thinking without you speaking verbally. I thought that was so wonderful when I learned that. Um, what will we do in heaven? There's still creative things that we'll do. If we're creative on earth, we'll create things in heaven. See, God is a creator, and we're part of the creative plan, and we'll continue to create things in heaven forever. Everything good on earth will be in heaven. What does that mean? It means will there be trees? Yes. Forests, flowers, mountains, rivers, waterfalls. <clears throat> For you golfers out there, there'll be golf courses in heaven also. And for those who like to fish, there'll be fish that you can catch in heaven. So all the wonderful things here on earth will also be in heaven. Those are some of the things that uh, I've learned about heaven. Um, I look forward to experiencing those things. One of the reasons that I've learned much about heaven, because so much has been written about it, Almost 5% of people in this country, the statistics tell us, have a near-death experience, which means they die, they go to heaven or hell or purgatory, and have returned to earth and written about their experience in heaven or hell or purgatory or all three. <clears throat> uh, so there's a great deal of testimonies uh, from people who are all different faiths of all different nations. So we're getting kind of a profile, a little bit of heaven, and it's, it's only a, a thumbscale impression of heaven. I know heaven is so much more than my words or anybody's words could possibly exp express. But heaven is real, and if we believe in Jesus, we'll be going there. And that's the exciting news for all of us. If we believe in the Lord Jesus, we will be going there. I want to say a quick prayer now for healing since our show is healing the whole person and for those of you who are listening on the radio um, I'm going to pray for you and for all we pray especially this day for people suffering from cancer Lord Jesus I ask you to send your Holy Spirit on all who are listening to this who are suffering from that terrible disease of cancer Lord <clears throat> Lord I ask it um, use the sword of the spirit in the word to um, kill all cancer cells and those who are listening. I ask you to destroy those cancer cells within the body and even precancer cells in the body, Lord. Restore your people to health, Lord. And I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you for all the healing that's happening, not only through my words, 
with the prayers of so many people here on earth who are praying for healing this day. I pray for healing uh, for people who are suffering from acute headaches or migraine headaches also, Lord. Bring healing to that part of the mind and brain that is under pressure, under pain. In the name of Jesus, I command all headaches in all cancer cells, all headaches to die, all cancer cells to die. In the name, in the mighty name, in the powerful name of Jesus Christ. I thank you for hearing this prayer, Lord Jesus. Father, thank you for that. I pray for uh, those who are suffering from emotional pain today, those who are suffering from depression, loneliness, anxiety, uh, isolation. I ask the Lord's comfort come upon you this day. And any spirits of loneliness or isolation, any spirits of darkness, any spirits of death, any spirits of devastation, I command them to leave those who are listening. The word of God is real. The word of God is powerful. And the word of God releases healing for all who hear this message. I thank you, Jesus. I honor you, Holy Spirit. And I glorify you, Father in heaven, for hearing our prayers this day. I praise you and I glorify you this day forever and ever, ever and ever. I'm going to pray one more prayer, and that's for people who have uh, lost hope, who despondent. Lord, I ask that you break through the walls of hopelessness in your people and send the light of your light of your truth and the light of your presence to those who feel they're in hopeless situations. I ask you, if you are in that situation, that you say the name of Jesus over and over again and say like this, Jesus, 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 save me, save me, save me. And Jesus will reach down and grab hold of your hand and your imagination sometimes. You can reach out your hand right now and see the hand of Jesus holding your hand and, and squeezing it and lifting you up and lifting you up to give you new life, to give you new strength, to give you new beginnings, Lord. Lord, protect your people from darkness. Protect your people from despair. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Holy Spirit. May the Lord bless you and be with you and comfort you. And I ask the Lord for those who feel hopeless also. God would send um, angels uh, to surround you and protect you and bring you the light of God but bring you the protection of God. I thank and praise you this day forever and ever. We're going to um, take a short break now. Uh, This is uh, Father Jim Curtin on Healing the Whole Person. I'm pastor at St. Dennis Church in Lockwood, Illinois. And today we're discussing heaven. And I have some other questions I'm going to ask after the break. Thank you for listening. Uh, We'll be back in short time. WSFI is in need of your financial support. Donate online at WSFICatholicRadio.org or mail your gift to P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois, 60048. 
Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? Or do you plan on working for that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. I'm Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life, and I invite you to share your hopes and dreams with me. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call me at 847-548-MAT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services not available in all states. Are you enjoying this WSFI local program and want to share it with others? Visit WSFICatholicRadio.org and click on Listen, Then Programming. That's WSFI Catholic Radio, Listen, Then Programming. We're back in the old person. I have a couple requests for prayer. Monica, who is in a nursing home, um, I pray for her. Elizabeth, also who needs special prayers. Um, so, Monica, we pray for you for your brokenness and your broken bone. Lord, we ask for healing in that area. We thank you, Jesus, for healing that prayer. Come upon her, Lord. Send your spirit upon her. Bring healing to her body. And we thank you, Lord, for hearing this prayer today. Holy Spirit, come upon Monica. And Lord, we pray for Elizabeth also, Lord, that uh, she will be healed um, that of her brokenness of her pain, Lord, of everything that she's going through right now. Uh, send your powerful angels to be with her, to lift her up, to support her. May your healing graces come upon her. We ask this in your name, Jesus, for your honor and glory forever and ever. Um, please call in your uh, prayer requests uh, that you have to WSFI 88.5, and in the future we'll pray for those requests, uh, as we always do. Uh, I'd like to answer a couple more questions that I've received um, from people who uh, listen to the show or who asked questions of me in the past. Um, question I always like to repeat because I want to, why do we lay hands on people for healing? And I've answered this question before, but um, in Matthew, Jesus said, when someone's sick, call in the elders anoint the person with oil, that prayer made in faith, will the person will recover. In other words, be healed. So I encourage um, people in my parish, you know, when someone's sick, physically sick, or suffering from anything, any type of sickness, uh, to actually lay hands on that person, lay hands on their shoulder or on their head or in a part of the body that isn't you know, hurting, and they say, in the name of Jesus, be healed. It seems very simple to do that, but it's the Word of God. And the Word of God never comes back unfulfilled. So if it's in the Scripture, and you claim it, and you say it with faith, and, uh, you don't necessarily have to anoint a person with oil, but that certainly is a wonderful blessing if you could do so. I carry around a little vial of oil with me, not only the sacramental oil of the anointing of the sick, but blessed oil. So sometimes you can get just blessed oil, have a priest bless it, <clears throat> and carry around and use it to anoint people who are in need of healing prayer. Um, so, again, we do that. About the wonderful thing that's happening in our Catholic church and other churches throughout the world, that more and more people are laying their hands on people for praying. Uh, in the past, when someone would say, to, would you pray for me? People say, sure, I'll pray for you. So you'd say a prayer, or if you're Catholic, maybe a rosary, or have a mass said. But 
um, more and more now, now when people say, would you say a prayer? I'll say, pray right now. Let's pray right now. Um, and people sometimes are a little surprised, but if you, you know, we have so many opportunities in our days to pray for one another and to pray healing prayer. So I want to encourage those who are listening today to lay hands and especially your loved ones. That's a good way to begin and, uh, ask the Lord to heal them in the name of Jesus, be healed in the name of Jesus, be healed in the name of Jesus, be healed. I'm going to now um, answer a question. What is revival and does it exist within the Catholic Church? Um, revival is a, a movement that has been going on for about 100 years. Some revivals have gone past 100 years, but in the last since the 19, the early 1900s where Christians come together and there's a special outpouring of the Holy Spirit and um, miracles and signs and wonders are seen and people give their lives to Jesus and there are revivals that have been happening and continue to happen not only here in the United States but all over the world today. And uh, it's an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in a special way, in a new way on the world today. And I think this outpouring of the Holy Spirit it's happening because um, Jesus wants to heal our world. And uh, all of you know who are listening to this how much uh, evil and violence and darkness exists in our world today. And the Lord wants to, I, I really believe that the world wants to recreate one body of Christ. I know we have many, many different church denominations uh, throughout the world. I told people this just as about a several months ago in my church that uh, the body of Christ is broken into many, many pieces today. Actually, if you count the individual churches, Christian churches that exist in our country, there's 65,000 different individual churches. That's uh, uh, so there's a different theology oftentimes taught, a different flavor is taught. And so, the main thing is we believe in Jesus, we believe in the Father and the Holy Spirit, and the Lord's trying to bring God back together, that we can um, give the Holy Father. Uh, Pope Francis has prayed for that several times already, has met with other church leaders. Um, revival, we want well, more power as a united one church of Christ. Um, there is, Scripture says there's only one faith, one baptism, one Lord. Um, so I pray for that. I ask today, I pray, Lord, unite your church again. May we be one. May we support each other. May we work together. Why is revival certain, so important in the church today? Because there's so much brokenness and evil and wrongdoing in the world today. The church could be a powerful force to bring about healing and oneness and forgiveness and reconciliation and do so much good if we were united as a body of Christ. My associate pastor, Father Mark, just returned from Poland 
where our Holy Father, Pope Francis, uh, met over a million and a half young people and people from all over the world. I think 84 countries were represented for a revival or a renewal. They call it the Youth Festival. It happens every several years. Uh, next Youth Festival is going to be in Panama, and the last one was in Australia. But it was a powerful event, a kind of a revival, uh, where people gathered, prayed together, worshipped God together, celebrated Mass together, and listened to many wonderful, wonderful talks. Um, so in 1960, late 60s, a revival broke out in the Catholic Church, I would call it. We call it the Catholic Charismatic Renewal. But... In fact, it was a form of a revival. And that renewal spread throughout the world and to many nations in the world and is still very active today. I have been part of the Catholic Charismatic Renewal or Revival since the, uh, since the 1970s. And um, it has changed my life tremendously. That's why I believe in healing. That's why I believe, keep serving as a priest, even though I could retire Another question asking me, have you ever been healed? I have been healed. Um, I always knew God loved me, you know, in my mind. I was taught that by my parents. Uh, I was taught that in the seminary. I believed it with all my heart. But when I was a young priest, um, I had planned a vacation to go out with some friends and ski in Colorado. Years before, some 20 years before, I had uh, injured several times my right ankle. And in those injuries, I had severed all the ligaments in my right ankle. So I had limited movement. Uh, finally, I had surgery, and uh, it was repaired, but I had limited forward movement from my knee to my ankle. Um, it didn't hurt me, but I had limited so I was going skiing and I was at a healing conference and the pastor who was leading this said, pray for healing. And I said to myself, I don't need to be healed of anything. And then I thought, well, it'd be nice if I had full use of my ankle. It would help me ski better. Kind of a selfish thing. I laughed at myself. But I said, Lord, if you want, please heal my right ankle. And with that, my right ankle was healed instantly. It has always been healed and it's never caused me any pain since that moment. And I went out and had a wonderful ski trip in Colorado, and I praised the Lord. But with the, what I want to share with you, with the moment of healing, at the moment of healing, when I realized, because I bent down, I tried to bend my ankle and bent perfectly, I, I, the only thing that came to mind was, oh, my God, God really does love me. And I said, glory out loud. I said, glory. It was like I knew personally, intimately, that my Father in Heaven loved me and healed my ankle so that his son, me, could enjoy a ski vacation. And at that moment, maybe for the first time as a priest, I realized um, the tenderness of God, my Father, and, and, and he did love me in a very personal, intimate way, you know. Um, so what I want to say about healing, springboarding off that, is that 
healing occurs not only because God loves us, but he wants us to know on earth his intimate, caring, loving concern for each of us. He wants us to experience that. That's why I always pray for healing for people, emotional or spiritual, psychologically, because, you know, for some people, this is the only way they will know intimately and without a doubt that God loves them, is to actually experience his presence and healing graces. So I share that story with you because I have been healed. And since that day, I've seen many, many people healed over the last 30, 40 years. And I hope your faith is uplifted by this program. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Bobby from Curtin. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Healing the Whole Person on WSFI Catholic Radio. God bless you. You have been listening to Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about this program or to purchase additional CD copies, please call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit us online at wsfiradio.org. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease.